Thanks for joining us today on Open the Word with Circle of Friends. I'm Missy. I'm Beth. And this isn't a circle, Missy. This is a straight line. (laughs) That's okay. And I always say we need to have straight lines of communication. So I guess today that's you and me, girlfriend. All right. Well, we've been at this for a while and I know that you and I can talk. So. Well, we, we do excel at these things. <laughs> we, 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 we do, and we rather enjoy talking oh, about a lot of things, <laughs> but, but opening the Word and talking about yeah. how the Word has impacted the way we have done life through our combined 120-plus years wow. here on this earth. And our backgrounds are very, very different. Yes, they are. Very different. They are, but our... But our spiritual mindset, I feel like, and our hearts are so connected beca- because of Christ, because mm-hmm. of because of the time because of the time you and I have spent in the Word together. I think yeah. that um, our backgrounds being so different, I think that probably we could have never met except for mm. this bond we have in Christ, and then in. Those years since we first met, we then began sitting at the table and opening the word together. And so, Missy, I I would have to say our relationship, the roots have gone even deeper because of the time we have spent together in the word. I totally agree with that. And and further, further, it's the permission we've given to one another mm-hmm. to speak truth in love and to mm-hmm. hold each other accountable. I mean, mm-hmm. we're not in a... In a accountability partnership per se but we are because we've given each other permission right we permission and position in lives and we used to be um, a roundtable group that looked at the principles of the word uh, through the through the truths found in proverbs we spent many a year um, some of our members have since passed and we boy we miss her don't we we do um and, and the group, you know, COVID took a hit on all of us, and the group stopped meeting at that point, but we are still friends, and we still share prayer requests. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah, so our hearts are um, entwined in, um, in love because of our love for the Lord. And yeah. I think, you know, I think of the, the verse that talks about the cord of three strands um, not being, you know, easily broken. And I, I, I think... We are a picture of that yeah. through the years. So thank you, my friend, for sitting at the table and uh, looking at me and having a straight line of communication today. Right back at you, Beth. It's, well, it's a blessing uh, that I've uh, thanked God for many, many times. And I think, oh, listener, if you, if you don't have those kinds of relationships, mm-hmm. pray and ask God to reveal to you someone who, who can... Who you can open the word with, who you can talk to, who you can share at a level that is more than just a shallow. Uh, the the deepness of our relationship is that I feel like I can come to you with anything, mm-hmm. and you can come to me, mm-hmm. and it's it's not all sun, sunshine and roses, you know. It's some t- some of it's really hard stuff. Well, and I think maybe yeah, we ask God for that person, but first we ask God to make us that person. Absolutely. I, because I think both of us have landed in Psalm 139 um, early on in our friendship and, and before that even, where actually, Missy, I remember hearing you give a presentation, a talk one day at a ministry event on Psalm 139. Really? And what you talked about that day was that God is an author and he is the author of our lives because Psalm 139 says, yeah, 
the story of our lives. Was, he wrote the story of our lives before we took our first breath. He did. He did. That but, psalm has always been really precious yeah. to me, but knowing fast, he knows me that well. Right. But we fast forward to the end of that psalm, and I think it's that prayer. Uh, right? Yeah. Search me, O God, and know my know heart. my heart. Yeah. And see if there's a wicked way in me. Yeah. And, you know, Beth, the more I think about it, as I've kind of come to the place where I see a lot of relationships around me really struggling, and important relationships, husband and wife, mother and child, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in-laws, I mean, just relationships of people in the community and trying to, you know, work relationships, all those things where there's such a struggle. And sometimes it's shocking to me because the people that seem to be struggling the most are often Christians. And I think, oh, how does that work? That's, that, that's really sad to me. Mm -hmm. But, but isn't it because we're, we're innately selfish, and in order to be selfless and to think of others, we, we need to rely on the Holy Spirit to be able to do that. Absolutely. Because I can't do it on my own. I think I, I told you just even recently, and the older I get, the less patience I seem to have, but <laughs> one, of my, one of my grandchildren was... One of your grandchildren who you love oh dearly and would lay down your life for, because that's amazing, how it is. Amazing child. Mm-hmm. Uh, has her moments. And she had a moment, and I was tired and cranky, and I had some unkind thoughts about that sweet young thing. And at the same moment, I thought to myself, but I'm the adult. I'm mm-hmm. the grandma. I'm the one who knows that I need to to not think of myself, but to think of her. And generally speaking, it's pretty easy for me to do that because that's my grandbaby mm-hmm. and my children and my, you know, all of my children, any of them, to think of them first is not really usually very hard for me to do. But I, when you're in pain, when you're struggling, when, you know, 101 things can be going on in your life. Mm-hmm. It's still my responsibility, right? God yes. doesn't take that away from me because, oh, poor Missy, she's had a hard day or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And in whatever relationship, whether that's a work relationship or, a, you know, husband and wife, maybe it's a, like I said, mother, mother and child, grandmother, grandchild. Uh, it, the only way it doesn't work is if it's like a daughter-in-law and a mother-in-law because you know how mother-in-laws are, right? I'm being facetious here. <laughs> I mean, sometimes we do justify certain certain relationships because well, you don't know my right. fill in the blank you boss don't know my in law yeah you don't know my child situation. Yeah. sister brother whatever what about what about love your enemies mm-hmm. is unclear if we're to, and logically if we're to love our enemies what do we do about the people in our life what about the people we love you know I mean that we so do life with have chosen to do life with who quote unquote we love them do we really love them i mean with the kind of love that god is calling us to you know if someone strikes you turn the other cheek i mean these these are things that that jesus has told us in his word and they're hard things they if you truly things. live by them i think okay so you know i i love to talk about having good boundaries that's that's kind of dr henry cloud right. is one of my go-to authors and i i i I appreciate the need for boundaries, but lately I feel like that word boundaries has become a weapon to just keep anybody that makes you mad away from you. Mm, Um, And I'm not sure that that's what 
biblical boundaries is. So, Missy, I want to come right back to Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24, and then I want to launch into, um, you know what, let's go to Ephesians 4. My, my Ephesians 4 is um, headlined, whatever, bullet-pointed with unity in the body of Christ. Mm, But that unity has to start with me. If I call myself a believer, right? If I claim Jesus as Lord and Savior and I say his word is my source for how I do life, then, then one of my prayers needs to be constant. Lord, show me. Show me. Shine your light of truth on my heart. Show me if there's darkness in me. See if there be a wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So straight from my Bible, Psalm 139 verses 23 and 24, search me, O God, mm-hmm. and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So Lord, that is our prayer as we look to your word specifically your word to the the church of Ephesus there um, in Ephesians chapter 4 as we want to learn more from you about how unity in the body of Christ is supposed to be lived Mm. out in this world this fallen world this journey through the valley of the shadow of death Lead us, O oh Lord, by the light of your truth. So, Missy, will you read Ephesians 4 verses? Let's go verses 1 through 16. Okay, here we go. Uh, As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he led captives in his train and gave gifts to men. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for the works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves, and blown here and there by every wind of teaching, and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ, From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Mm. That's a a chunk of verses there, Beth. Oh, there's a lot to unpack in there. Um, Okay, so first of all, as, as I read this, I think what jumps out at me, hmm, 
is if I call myself a Christian, a follower of Christ, <laughs> I need to walk in a manner worthy of the mm-hmm. calling to which I've been called. I'm his representative here yeah. on earth. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so Paul launches right into it with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. Do you know what bearing with one another means? In Colossians, he says, uh, so if if any has a grievance against you, right, mm-hmm. this means that we may not always see eye to eye, but we still need to live life with one another, with love as the benchmark, right? Absolutely. And it's, it, he's telling us here to make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. So... Being humble, walking humbly, and my version says be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love. You know, Beth, if we just took that portion of that verse, that first verse there, actually it's the second verse in chapter 4 of Ephesians, and just dwelt on that for the rest of our lives and tried Mm -hmm. to live that out, what a difference that would make in our life and in in the lives of others, right? Mm -hmm. And it's... It's not easy to do, but it is what we're called to do. And if we're, if we're followers of Christ, then we're going to want to do as he did. That's just what being a disciple is all about. And the chapter goes on to talk about maturity. And I do think, okay, let's face it, Beth, white-haired ladies here, we, we have some maturity on us. I'm I not, sure hope so. I'm not saying that we never can, but, but in general, we have a lot of experience, life experience, mm-hmm. right? Uh, relationships. Um, you know, we've both been married for, I don't know, it's 46 years for us. It's 40 for us. 40 for you. (laughs) So, you know, 80, 85 years of marriage between us and, uh, eight kids and yet all of that we've gone through and now grandchildren, we've, we've seen some things in life. We've watched things, not only in our family, in our lives, in Mm -hmm. our children's lives, but in those around us, right? Mm-hmm. And as we reach out to others and we live life with them, some of those some of those relationships, some of the things that we see are exactly about this. And and honestly, this is just telling us don't be selfish. Don't mm-hmm. think of yourself for I mean, where I mean, we can go to 100 verses in scripture that talk talk about building one another up and loving each other and unity and and being at peace with one another and all those things. And we can't expect someone else to do that for us. And I think this is the whole key, that it's us, mm-hmm. right? I don't mm-hmm. care how difficult the people around you are. You are responsible for you and how you walk and how you talk, how you treat them, how you respond mm-hmm. rather than react. And I think that's another huge issue. At least in my life, it's been that I've reacted rather than responding, you know, I just thought of this. Uh, one of my older granddaughters, there's a note on her door. It said, please give me grace uh, that she had a little expla- explanation there about how she couldn't make her bed. And it's just blankets and, you know, so she kind of, so that was for her dad because she had been given, <laughs> she had been given very strict instructions, clean your room. Isn't that like us? I mean, we mm-hmm. all want grace for ourselves, mm-hmm. right? And there's a reason behind whatever it is. We say or do or what we have reasons for ourselves. Why is it so hard to see the reasoning of other people or the reasons why in other people? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
or what what is your first re- response react what's your first reaction and what is your response to a family member that says something that hurts your feelings do you stop and say to yourself that's my brother sister husband wife child grand that person loves me and i'm pretty sure they didn't wake up this morning say i'm going to hurt your feelings because i'm going to say this really mean thing to you i mean sometimes things are said unintentionally sometimes they're said intentionally in the moment but that's not the heartbeat of most of the people around us Mm -hmm. right so like give them a break you know bear with one another say okay uh that didn't go well maybe i just need to take a few minutes and calm myself down and maybe we can have a conversation about that later you know your what you said you know and then you have a conversation that that leads to a coming together not a tearing apart mm-hmm. not a i'm not gonna have anything to do with them you anymore which happens a lot a lot a lot there also has to be a willingness i believe oh at least in my life i have found because i've been wounded i've been hurt i've probably done some wounding yeah. done some hurting but to come back to the lord and say okay lord Search me, search my heart, try my thoughts. I mean, that's not even the words that came out of my mouth. That's just the thoughts in my head. Yeah. Uh, See if there be that grievous way in me and lead me in your way. I've also had to come before the Lord and say, Father, that really hurt me. And I kind of want to go in a corner and curl up and cry, but I know I have to get up and yep. keep moving yep. so help me to see them with your eyes yes. to to recognize that words may cause bumps and ruts but your mercy and grace fills in everything Absolutely. and to respond by receiving all that you have for me so that I can continue on in this day and and be a vessel of your peace not of the the emotion that's yeah. welling up in my heart. It's stepping away and recognizing that, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's going to get tossed on us in this world. But as followers of Christ, as claiming Jesus as Lord and Savior, we are representative of him here in this world. Here, here's the thing, Beth. Jesus reconciled us to a holy God. Mm. I mean, the distance between us is between us and God and his holiness is so how deep the chasm absolutely <sighs> and if Jesus can reconcile us to a holy God can we not allow the spirit mm. to reconcile with one another i mean if you and i have an issue and a problem and the holy spirit is in you and the holy spirit is in me can we not come together before god and resolve that or or let's just talk about loving your family can you not oh just to be reconciled to them yeah i see a lot of family issues a lot of family problems i mean marriages and relationships with kids and all of that stuff in law i mean all of that and all of that in my head i keep saying to myself but this is this is not what's really going on here right 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 what is it you always say the the enemy uh, is not the head on the pillow next to you right it's it's not it's It's not not the person with the same last name or the or maybe your name is different now because there's marriage but there's still part of the lineage the heritage that you know the it's the there is an enemy yeah yep he doesn't he 
His last name isn't Beachy. His last name isn't Horsefall. His last name isn't fill in the blank. Right. Smith, Jones, Miller, Troyer. Um, yeah. 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 And, and because we, are, we as Christians are going to be known by our love, which is mm-hmm. what scripture tells us, because the new commandment is to love one yeah. another. And this love is to be so extraordinary and... It, it's not it's not something you can do in your own self. You can't. Mm-hmm. The kind of love God calls us to. No. And God calls us to sacrifice. He does. You know, when I think about about marriage and I've, you know, just watched some marriages really struggle. You can do nothing about the other person. And honestly, in any relationship, I can do nothing about whoever it is I have an issue with, my uncle so and so, whatever. I can't do anything about him. But my actions, my response, my I can I can pray for him, I can love him unconditionally, I can sacrifice my own uh, demand to be right, and you know what I mean mm-hmm. that that kind of self righteousness justification whatever. And you know what, I may be right. He did me wrong. Okay, he did me wrong. However, when I look at what I've done and Christ has forgiven me for. Can I not forgive this person? Mm-hmm. I mean, and honestly, if if you walk around not forgiving, it leads to bitterness. And bitterness is a terrible way to live. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Not on the other people. They don't suffer for that. I suffer for it, right? Mm-hmm. If I become bitter in my heart, I or if I don't forgive, if I keep going back to that same thing, you know, it's 23 years ago and I'm still mad about that. I've seen people do that. Mm-hmm. They, do, they don't want anything to do with someone else because 23 years ago, such and such happened. And it, I, you know, we roll our eyes and think how ridiculous, but that's sometimes how things go. Mm-hmm. I have done no one but myself damage. I mean, yes, you've done damage if you said things or whatever, but but truly the person I'm hurting most is myself. It is. I, it is. And I'm thinking back to a book that we have done in Radical Mentoring. Actually, I think it's been said in several of the books, and I don't have the books here in front of me right now, so I cannot quote them. But basically, um, it's a reminder that Christ died for all, right? Um, It turns out God loves sinners. (laughs) He just hates sin. And so Jesus came to earth to die for our sin, and our part is to receive him as Lord and Savior, and in doing that, his righteousness comes and cleanses us. So I believe it was um, um, a James Bryan Smith book called The Good and Beautiful God. He says, so it turns out the only real thing that keeps us from God is when we want to walk in our own self-righteousness, and we won't receive his Mm -hmm. because his righteousness in us is what gives us eyes to see others the way he sees them the way he sees them. i think about okay so we're we're looking at ephesians 4 written by paul right paul whose name used to be saul who he did everything we just talked about yep. against the Christians, right? He was he was like, Mm-mm, we need to annihilate these people. And suddenly he had a meeting with Jesus on the road to Damascus. 
And Jesus, you know, Paul was persecuting the Christians. But do you remember what Jesus said to Paul in Acts? Uh, let's go right there. Um, Saul, Saul, why per- persecutest thou me? Me. In, yeah. That's right. Saul was persecuting the Christians. And because of what he was doing to the followers of Jesus, Jesus stopped him in his tracks, but he didn't say, why are you persecuting Stephen and, you know, naming, he said, me, because, right, Christ in me, the hope of my salvation, Mm -hmm. yeah, hidden in Christ with God, yeah, so I would say if Saul was called out for persecuting Christ for the way he was treating the believers, we we could be called out for the same thing. Absolutely. If we're yeah. working against the body, it's like a flesh-eating disease. I mean, God hates disunity. Someone uh, who causes disunity to, and yeah, I don't want to be that person. I want to I want to bring peace. And the only way to do that is to examine myself first mm-hmm. and make sure that I'm acting in a way that glorifies and honors God, who has forgiven me of so much. I mean, if he's forgiven me of that, can I not forgive someone of a, some, some, and some issues are so minor. He hurt my feelings. Yeah. He, she's so controlling. Yeah. They fill in the blank. And you know what, Missy? Some issues are not minor. Yeah. I, okay, I'm looking straight at you, having a one-on-one conversation. You, you suffered at the hands of a family member when you were young. Yep. But you chose to forgive. That was not a minor offense. That was not a minor offense. But you know what, Beth? This is what God has done for me through, and I believe he'll do it for anybody who's willing to lay aside themselves and just be willing to forgive. Because it doesn't happen overnight, and it's a journey. But I am at the point now where when I see this person... I hug them and I love them truly and completely. And you know the here's the here's the thing we ah it's just such a powerful powerful thing. It hasn't changed the past, but I don't hold them accountable mm-hmm. for it anymore because I've laid that at the feet of Jesus and they themselves have found forgiveness in him. Mm-hmm. And so that is it's wiped away in the sense that that's not between us anymore. It doesn't negate what's happened, and I'm not saying they were right, but honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want it any other way because of, oh, I can't even imagine living in unforgiveness right now. And sometimes, let's just be honest, it's the minor things that are harder to forgive than the bigger things. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I think because we see the big things, we know we need help. The minor things, that guy just... Cut me off in traffic. I'm mad. We don't stop and think, God, I need help with this issue, right? We don't see that as an issue in our lives, in other words. We're a bigger thing. It's like, okay, I need help because this is a major issue. So so here, I just want to carve this little space out, Missy. You have forgiven and you love. Now, that may not mean that you trust and would leave this family member alone with your grandbabies, Very true. but you have forgiven and you love, and the relationship is restored. Yes. So we are commanded to forgive. We are commanded to love. Uh, 
I don't think we're commanded to trust anyone except God no. and God himself. So that's a healthy boundary. Yes. But forgiveness, love, um, guys, if we can't get along with our brothers and sisters, with the body of Christ, why would a watching world that doesn't believe in mm -hmm. Jesus, that doesn't think the Bible, uh, is maybe doesn't even know about the Bible, never read it, heard about it, but have you, have you seen the people who say they believe it? Why would they want what we have? And what we have is Christ, yeah. the hope of our salvation, the forgiveness of sins, the love of Christ in me. Oh, Missy, I'm going to back up. I think we're about at the end of our time. This is, this is a subject that I can get pretty passionate about, um, but this is what I know. Paul persecuted Christians, and then he had a meeting with Jesus, and it turned his life around, and he got a new name. He was Saul. He became Paul. He wrote letters to the churches based on the life change, the heart change that came to him when he recognized and received the love of God through the person of Jesus Christ in his life. Read the Gospels. Mm -hmm. Read Paul's letters to the churches. Open the word and read them. And let them... Oh, let them change the way you see your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, the way you do life here on this earth. I'm going to close us out today with the beautiful prayer from Ephesians 3. So for this reason, I bow my knees before you, Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of your glory, you would grant us to be strengthened with power through your spirit and your inner being, so that Christ would dwell in our hearts through faith, and that we, being rooted and grounded in love, would have the strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that we would be filled with all the fullness of God. So now to you, O Lord, who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to you be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so find us on Facebook and Instagram at Open the Word Podcast or send us an email to openthewordpodcast at gmail.com. Is it time for you to plan a day trip with your peeps? Come and stay a while at Shia Market in Berlin. There is something for everyone, no matter what your taste or style may be. Visit the Village Gift Barn for your custom floral arrangements and timeless accessories for your home. Stroll upstairs to Shia's Style Boutique for your perfect outfit, everything from accessories to shoes. Be inspired at country gatherings with decor from Modern Farmhouse to transitional design. Then meander through the gardens for a large selection of houseplants. And last but not least, order your perfect cup of brew at the Buggy Brew Coffee Company. End your day. 
By gathering to relax in our courtyard, you will leave feeling connected and refreshed.